0: connecting life and faith. This is Connections. It's no secret. Motherhood is tough. I see it lived out in front of me every single day, and it's uh, different for mums and dads. Well, today's guest is the founder of a group called Million Praying Moms, and she's going to talk all about that, the power of a praying mom. That's right here on Connections with me, Mike Tom, and Colleen Hood.
1: Us a little bit about that. Uh, what is Million Praying
2: Moms? Yeah, Million Praying Moms is a ministry that seeks to help moms make prayer or realize that prayer is not a last resort, but that it is the first and best response that God's given us to
1: the challenges of motherhood. Praying is something, like you said, it is for most of us as parents and as, as mothers. We go to that when you know our kids are sick, when our kids are in a situation, then we're like, Hey, we got to pray. But how do we start putting that first?
2: Yeah, I think it's just a a mindset shift. It's an understanding that God created us to be in relationship with him. And sometimes I know for me as as someone who tends to to have a a history in my life of being a high achiever, someone who really likes being able to do things on my own and achieve things, uh, I'm Goal-oriented, and that's just been the way that I've been in my life. But it really took motherhood for me to undo some of that and help me realize how much I needed God in the beginning when my boys were small. I wanted to, to feel like I could produce the kind of godly men that I wanted to produce with just my mothering greatness, and and <laughs> it didn't take long for me to realize that that wasn't going to happen. And so sometimes it's God's kindness to us to show us our desperation for Him, and not just that we need him in a particular moment but that when things are bad but that we need him every moment of every day
0: that's where your journey to to writing actually began with the boys right you you've written before about praying for boys
2: yes yes what was that
0: like and yeah how that come about just part of that process learning oh I can't do it all I've got to come to God Mm -hmm. in prayer
2: Yes, absolutely. So it's funny, my, when I told my mom what I was writing about this time, she said, Well, wait a minute, didn't you already write that book? <laughs> <laughs> and so, so, if your mom asks you that question, then you, some, you feel like, okay, maybe I do need to differentiate between the two. And, and praying for boys really did come out of a season in my life of, of just wanting so badly to be a good mom and feeling like I was falling short. And not able to do it the way that I wanted to. And God showed me that I needed to partner with him. Um, Specifically, this this word, the beginning of my prayer life in motherhood came to me through Ezekiel 36, 26. I, I look back now and I don't remember why I was studying that passage, but there was something about it that really caught my attention. And it specifically says that God is the one who changes hearts of stone to hearts of flesh. And it occurred to me, it just, in a a very profound way, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, Brooke, it is not up to you to change their hearts. You get to partner with me in that. And so it, it became a Mm -hmm. goal of mine to try and make it as easy as possible as I could for my kids to grow up in a, in a home where they could know the Lord or know about the Lord so that they could make that decision. But there was a realization that it was really up to the Lord to be the one to change their hearts. And so I began to pray just very organically, Lord, would you change their hearts of stone to hearts of flesh? And that was really my first first attempt. And I didn't even really mean to, but I look back now and I see it, my first attempt at praying God's word and it changed the entire way that I parent my children. I found myself going back to God's word more and more Uh, Lord, show me more things that I can pray for my children. Show me me what you want to do in their hearts. This is what we're dealing with. What does your word say about this? What can I pray from your word that will make an impact in my children's lives? And the really cool thing that happened as a result of that was not just that God worked in my children's lives, but that he began to work in my life because we know from Hebrews 4, 12, that the word of God is living and active. Like you can't just, you don't just read. If you're a believer, you don't just read the Bible and it not do anything in you. It The, the word tells us that it it pierces to our souls it has the power to change us and yeah. so i approached the word of god because i felt like i wasn't being the kind of mom that i wanted to be and actually over time as i have continued to approach the word of god and and pray it back for myself and my children god has made me more of the mom that i wanted to be
0: i like that so you read scripture and then you pray scripture
2: Yes, absolutely. It's one of my favorite ways to pray. And, and it really is based on Hebrews 412 and another verse in Isaiah 51. Um, Isaiah 51 tells us that God's word doesn't return void. So if God's word is living and active and has the power to move in our lives, and if like it says in Isaiah, it will do exactly what God intends it it for it to do then I just can't think of anything better to pray. I'm not really, you know, I'm not saying that, that there are wrong ways to pray, but this is a way that we can know that we are praying for our loved ones within God's will. And it really does just revolutionize the way you look at prayer.
1: And we know how you started and where prayer started for you, but for the moms out there that are overwhelmed or just don't know where to start, what's a good place to start?
2: You know, I think um, I think sometimes we think of prayer as this mystical thing, and I want to admit and confess that there is a little bit of mystery to prayer. People that are much smarter than I am and have spent so much more time in the word still admit that they don't know everything about how prayer works. And so there is that. But what we do know is that God wants to have communication with his children. God wants to be a part of your day. And so perhaps it starts by just saying, Lord, would you come and be a part of my day? Lord, would you come and and remind me of my need for you? When I am tempted to allow the, the stresses and the chaos of the day that can often define motherhood, Um, Would you not allow me to use those things as an opportunity to turn away from you or to get distracted by you, but would you allow me to use those very things that threaten to distract me in my motherhood to turn me towards you instead, and it's really just asking the Lord to do what he has already said he's going to do which is never leave us and never forsake us and inside of praying mom i address a lot of the challenges or hindrances that moms find in having a vibrant prayer life the things that are keeping Mm -hmm. them from that kind of prayer life that they might know that they want
0: maybe one of the best things for a vibrant prayer life is to have others around you right i often Mm -hmm. tell people Like, I'm a byproduct of a uh, praying mom. There's power in a praying mom. I have a Mm -hmm. prodigal son story. She prayed for me for over a decade. But I know one of the the other things that helped her keep going, though, was other moms surrounding her Mm -hmm. and praying with her in agreement.
2: Yes, absolutely. And that is part of the power behind our ministry, Million Praying Moms. Um, We really believe that each mom is uniquely designed and created by God to be the mom that her children need. With all of your strengths and all of your weaknesses, God gave you the children that you have on purpose. So we believe that, but we also believe that we are so much stronger together than we could ever be apart. And so that is really the heart behind million praying moms is bringing together a community of praying moms so that you can find your people and gather strength from other
1: moms like you. One of the things you say to do is to pray it forward.
2: Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I really believe that. Uh, it requires action. So uh, in praying mom I talk a lot about the heart level things. I really try not to put just a band-aid on what moms are experiencing because there may be very practical things that are keeping them from from having a vibrant prayer life but even the most practical things in our life represent some kind of heart level issue. And so I try very hard to look at what does the bible say about what's happening in your heart? as you are struggling to pray. <clears throat> and so we look at those things, And but I don't wanna leave you there. And so in each chapter of Praying Mom, we provide a section called Pray It Forward, where we're really learning how to put the things that we've learned into practice. And they're really practical things that you can do that kind of help you. Uh, it's where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. Like learn what God wants you to learn and then go put it into practice. I love those sections of the book
0: you uh like we talked about praying scripture but then like the book also says praying jesus what tell us what you mean by that
2: (laughs) you know i okay i have to tell you guys that i i had to have my pastor look at that for me before i before i (laughs) printed that because i really wanted to make sure that i wasn't way off base on that because it occurred to me that the scriptures call jesus the word he is the word he is Mm. the word of god and he is the word in the very real sense like when you're holding the bible in your hand you're holding jesus it is his me- it is god's message to us god calls him the word in that way and so i did some research on it and and i really just felt like there was something powerful there you are literally praying god's son back to him and and we know from scripture as well that jesus is is uh, mediating between us and God, when we don't know what to pray, Jesus is doing that for us. And it's really that beautiful, It's just a beautiful picture of the power wow. of, of Jesus being the word and us praying God's son back to him. Uh, and, and God seeing us as covered by his son, as we've made a profession of faith in God, we're covered by his son. We, we are given Jesus's righteousness, Uh, It's just a beautiful picture that I explore a little bit more in the book, but uh, it was a a revelation to me that, you know, there is something so holy about praying God's word back to him.
0: I love that. That's a great picture. Like, yeah, the Bible tells us Jesus sits at the right hand of God and advocates on our behalf. So what a great picture for a mom on those days where (laughs) she's overwhelmed, right? And in tears, maybe, or at, at situations around her to just stop and remember, yeah, Jesus is literally advocating on our behalf and Mm -hmm. Paul says in Romans 8 the Holy Spirit prays on our behalf when we don't have words
2: yeah absolutely and I think some of my earliest prayers in motherhood were simply help me Jesus or come Lord Jesus would you come would you come be with me because I don't know what to do I don't know how to fix this and and there's a real uh, rawness to that of of recognizing that how much we need Jesus I, I often tell moms Um, I really don't believe you're going to ever have a vibrant prayer life until you realize the depth of how much you need Jesus.
1: Now, your book is obviously targeted um, to women um, with kids of all ages, but should we be changing the way we pray for our kids or in our lives uh, as our children grow up? Uh, I definitely think
2: so. You know, motherhood, early motherhood is is difficult and sweaty and physical. And we're trying, (laughs) you know, we're trying to keep them alive. Like there's a real survival element. Literally. Yeah. (laughs) to, 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 To real to early motherhood. And now, you know, I have teenagers now that are both in high school and my prayers for them have changed significantly. I think, Honestly, I think in some ways my prayers have gotten less self-centered when they were little, I felt like I was praying, Lord, would you help me survive this? Would you give me the strength I need to be able to deal with everything that they are? Um, But uh, now I feel like my prayers are, Lord, would you keep them? Lord, would you help them to stand when they're faced with temptation? And I'm saying like the temptations of teenagehood and young adulthood are much different than the temptations of, of young children. Um, would you, when, when they are faced with those temptations, would you help them to stand strong when they are tempted to do what's wrong? Would you encourage them to do what's right? And so our prayers most definitely change as they grow and, and become more of who God's
1: called them to be. When writing this book, were you surprised by anything or did you learn anything along the way?
2: You know, I think it's, it's, uh, if you ask that of any writer, they would probably tell you that God does more in their own hearts than in anybody else's. And, and that has been my experience as well. Um, one of the, the most profound things that I have learned in the last year, which was a part of writing this book, um, I spent a little bit of time uh, really looking at the Lord's prayer in a fresh way. Uh, I had grown up praying the Lord's prayer. I, I had memorized it. I've quoted it or recited it. You know, I, Innumerable times, as, as a, a member of a church growing up and into my adulthood, but I had never really stopped and prayed the Lord's or or, or studied the Lord's prayer in a profound way. And one of the, the things that I really felt like God gave me was that I had been praying as a result of this prayer for God to uh, build His kingdom. But so often in my prayers, I was asking Him. In reality, I was asking Him to build mine. And when we come to the Lord and we realize that uh, it's his kingdom that he's committed to building, it's his kingdom that we're supposed to ask him to build, then we can have the freedom to relax a little bit and just trust him that when things don't always go the way we want them to, even the good things, even the things that we're praying for that might be really good, it's God's kingdom that we're building, not our own. And that gives us the freedom to sit back and trust him.
0: Yeah. So often we kind of like, maybe in ways, tell God what to do when we pray. Right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's okay. Like you come to God with your requests, obviously and stuff, but there is a real shift when you come before God and you just, yeah, you trust him. God, I know you're at work. How, how can I be a part of that work? Maybe instead of telling God how you want to be a part of that work.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I want to say, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking God for good things, asking God to do good things, but there is a, there is an acceptance of the idea that no wait or not yet are all
1: valid answers from the Lord.
0: Hmm.
1: Your sons are teenagers. They've grown up in a house full of prayer. Have you seen the impact that it's had on them? Absolutely,
2: one of my favorite ways that that this has impacted my children, and I will be very quick to tell you that my two teenage boys are absolutely normal two teenage boys. Like they are, <laughs> they are, you know, going through all the challenges that normal teenage boys go through, and they sometimes make good decisions and sometimes make bad decisions, just like every other teenage boy. But one of my favorite effects of growing up in a home that has been focused on going to God for everything and anything. Is that they wow. feel a freedom to pray themselves wow. out loud? They will nice. not shy away from being the one to step up and say, "Sure, I'll pray," or whatever. My son is uh, is is they my son's baseball team calls him the chaplain of the team, so <laughs> he, he will always be the one to pray <clears throat> before they go on the field, that kind of thing. And I'm just I'm grateful that they don't feel a shyness about going to the Lord publicly.
0: How do you think, can you, I don't know, can you imagine how your life as a mother would have been different if you weren't a praying mom, if you didn't have this prayer warrior mentality?
2: I'll tell you, I've really spent some time thinking about what it costs us if we don't have a vibrant prayer relationship with the Lord. And I just, the ramifications are deep and endless. I can't imagine not having the, the feeling that I can go to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, who knows everything there is to know about me, who knows everything there is to know about my children, who knows our past and knows our present and knows our future and ask him what to do. It's a privilege to be able to go to God who has already told us that he will give us everything we need or has already given us everything that we need for life and and godliness, has already told us, I will give you the wisdom that you need if you only ask for it. to to be able to do that is so profound in the sense that I am not doing this on my own. And I think that that is one of the biggest challenges of modern motherhood is that we feel like we are carrying this all by ourselves. We feel like we are carrying this all alone, that we are the ones holding everything together. And scripture tells us something in direct opposition to that. We are not carrying everything alone and we are not the ones who hold it all together. God is. And so there's this sense of just power and rest in knowing that when I don't know what to do, God does. And guys, he's never failed me. When I have gone to him and said, Lord, I need you. When I've gone to him and said, Lord, would you give me wisdom? He's never not done it. And the reason for that is because he cannot be anything other than what he is or who he is. The Bible is true. What the word of God says is true. And we just have to believe it and choose
1: it and act on it. Praying mom, your latest book. Um, Tell us a little bit about what people can expect when they pick up this book. The great part about this is that you include prayers in there as well.
2: Yeah. I love that part of the book because so often moms will come to us and say, I know that I need to be praying, but honestly, like, I don't know what to pray. I don't even know how to start. It wasn't modeled for me growing up um, or, you know, things like that. Or sometimes moms will say, I I just don't know what to say. I've never had this relationship with the Lord before. And so I felt like it was a necessary thing to actually give them a starting point and what we did is choose areas of, of struggle that are, that are frequent or, or common in a mom's life and give her scripture-inspired prayers for those needs so that when she is experiencing something real in her motherhood that she needs prayer for, she can go to this book as a resource and figure out what to pray. She doesn't have to sit around and waste time wondering what to pray. She can pick up the book and, and go straight to
1: the pages in the back and find something that will meet her needs. And speaking of your book, for those who want to pick up your book or want to learn more about you, how can they go about doing that? Yeah, you can find out more
2: at brookemclaughlin.net, or you can get involved in the ministry of Million Praying Moms. That's millionprayingmoms.com and find out more about how to get the book there.
0: And check out the uh, Facebook group. I just checked it out. I have dozens of women on my friends list are in that group. It's showing me here. So (laughs) that's a great looking community. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me. Thank you. You take care.
0: You should definitely share this episode with your mom friends. Even better, tell all your friends about the Connections podcast. We'd love it if you subscribed, if you haven't done so yet. And tell your friends to subscribe. You can find it wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. And you know what else really, really makes a big difference in the ministry of Connections? That it is what this is, right? It's a ministry uh, to people. Is If you leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcast apps for the Connections show that helps make us easier for others to find then we'll talk to you again on connections